Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Yeah, all right, here we go. It is Thursday, April 7th on uh, uh, Thursday, as I said, here for the morning after Nick and Big J. But this morning, it's the morning after with Creston and Big J. <laughs> good morning. Special guest host. Uh, good morning, man. Thank you so much for being here, getting up so early. I'm going to tell you, I think there's uh, some internal bets that I wasn't going to be here in time. So you have to justify. I walked in that door <laughs> five minutes early. Listen, you were here. I, I said between <laughs> such and such time, you made it. So that's all that matters, man. Appreciate I, it. I don't think I've been up this early since I just basically stayed up all night. Yeah. Uh, I usually settle shows or I'm at a show till about 1 in the morning. So I tried to go to bed at 10 last night. I uh, fell asleep about 1.30 and it was pretty early when that alarm goes off. I commend yeah. you. That's yeah. an early morning. No, I had... So when, when Nick isn't here, I have a hard time sleeping. So I was up at midnight yeah. and then I, I really didn't get that great of sleep. So I'm right there with you. But when we do interviews with, um, you know, with artists, we always say, hey, these aren't rock star hours. So we apologize. Same for you because <laughs> you're today's rock star and you definitely keep their hours, uh, which we'll get into here uh, later this morning. And uh, we'll do a, a proper introduction here to the Treasure Valley for you in just a few. But uh, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out. we got a concert, a really cool concert announcement at eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, announce some shows, go over the summer amphitheater season. I mean, just in Boise, we've got over 50 shows on sale now already for the summer. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think there's five plus at least that goes on sale tomorrow. I think, yeah. I have some passcodes this morning, too, for people. So, oh, look yeah. out. Boy, yeah. I didn't know that was happening. <laughs> I got some pre-sale codes. All right, hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to it here in just a little bit. Uh, also, this morning, we've got another chance for you to win uh, money from X-Rock Double Dare. We'll also talk to the Zoo Boise folks later this morning. So, uh, we have got a full docket today. We're going to kick some things off with some Rage Against the Machine. Talk about them a little oh, bit, Oh, Rage Against yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, this morning after with Creston and Big J here on the X. Stuff. The morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, some important stuff action time here. Uh, there's no, so much programming on streaming services that a new survey from Nielsen found that nearly half of users, 46%, say they feel overwhelmed by having so many choices. Is that the case with you, Creston? I, I think it's amazing that people do have so many choices, but yeah, it becomes just too much. I I find myself uh, definitely focusing on like Google M- Music or something or or old things like you know Facebook, but the CDs have definitely been uh, gathering dust. Yeah, well, <laughs> the continued growth in content has led to an increase in time people spent uh, streaming up 18% February from uh, from a year earlier, despite feeling overwhelmed by the content. Responders don't plan on cutting back on their streaming services. A whopping 93% said they plan to keep the paid streaming services they have uh, over the next year. However. 
so much content available that uh, people would be interested in bundling services. And I think they're talking more also on uh, on, on the TV, like Netflix, yeah, Paramount Plus, uh, Disney Plus. I mean, there's so many pluses. I have now. no no idea how many things my kids have signed me up for and what we actually own. And it's just like every time I go, oh, I can get on that. Uh, but but I'm gonna tell you, people, disconnect. You gotta have your like hour to two each day yeah, just to, yeah. to chill and meditate and get offline, or just to, to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, this that's afternoon. You'll yeah. find out later today, brother. <laughs> you know I will. Uh, some sports action. I know uh, the opening day is here finally for baseball, and it's been a week later than originally uh, set, but uh, MLB and uh, the Players Association finally came to an agreement. On March 10th, so the owners and players are going to finally uh, get back out there. The season will kick off with an afternoon game between the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers. One of seven games today. Are you a big baseball fan? Big football fan. Yeah. Not a big. Ba- I can't. Uh, my attention span does not last through that yeah. long. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. Uh, but you know, they got to get paid and uh, got you know cry for them because they didn't make a few million this first week. Right. Uh, but get back on the field, guys. I uh, I keep telling Nick, I go, I'll watch again when we're when they bring back steroids. <laughs> right. They could be <laughs> slamming it over the Exactly. Yeah, got it. Uh, Halo is one of the biggest video games of all time. It's spun off novels, graphic novels, and there's a new TV series on Hulu Plus. And now it's inspired a cookbook. I don't know about this, though. The official Halo cookbook recipes from across the galaxy was written by Chef Victoria Rosenthal, and its publisher says it has over seven recipes. It runs from portable snacks you can take with you in the Warthog to uh, decadent spreads to feed the entire squadron. This book contains recipes to satisfy every UNSC member and beyond. Uh, the book will come out in August. Uh, I don't know. I think that's uh, pushing it a little bit. Yeah, no comment the video for me. Game. I, 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 <laughs> I got nothing. That's okay. We, uh, we usually do a segment on Thursday. It's called Nerd Alert. We talk about video game stuff. Not going to do that today because we're going to talk about some cool concerts uh, from the past. And uh, Creston uh, is uh, our guest here today. And uh, we'll talk more about uh, how he got into business and uh, where, what he uh, does here in just a few after we get to some, uh, some important stuff. And your first look at traffic. Syncubus Drive here on the morning after 100.3 The X Rocks. Uh, special guest host today, Creston Thornton. And uh, let's run down the list here. Uh, you are the premier concert promoter here in the Treasure Valley, uh, president of the uh, Live Nation Mountain Region. Yeah, you I, own the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. I got to, uh, yes, when I sold my company to Live Nation. Uh, became president of Idaho, Montana, Eastern Washington, and Wyoming. So a very large space, but not a ton of people, but some of the fastest growing markets in the U.S. And at the last minute, we had a deal change, and I pulled the revolution kind of out of the deal, and it worked out just fantastic. As we've <laughs> So, you know, knock wheeling, on wood. Wheeling yeah. and dealing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you've been doing this for 30-plus years. How did you get started in the in the promotions business? I think I was always a promoter um, in high school. I'd hear someone's parents were going out of town, and I'd be like, so so uh, how long are they gone? Where are they going? Okay, let's throw a kegger at your house, and we'll charge $5 a cup, and then we'll uh, split that cash at the end of the night, finish off the kegs, and then move to the next party. So some weekends we had two, three parties going on all over the Orange County where I grew up 30 years ago and 30-plus years ago. And, um, and then I went to Cal Poly and uh, became social of my fraternity. And, and because I had uh, a little bit of money, started working with some young bands. So I started working with Sublime, started working with 311, oh, started working with Corn. I mean, I had a show I put together with Corn, 311, Social Distortion, and No Doubt, and couldn't sell a thousand tickets. 
I That's mean, and that, crazy. <laughs> that was the yeah. lineup. And, and I mean, I used to pay Dave Matthews three hundred bucks to open for Widespread Panic. And so we got into it. I, I did some shows like the Daz Band. No one showed up. I was sitting there with a keg and ten people paying the band for like three months afterwards. Took a huge loss. Took a two thousand dollar credit card out. Restarted the company, and and from there we started. Um, you know, we did like uh, working with this company, Sun and Ski Tours, and we take. Uh, was working with my brother on that and his wife Sandra. We went down to Mexico. Took Candlebox when they were the number one band. You know, in the world on Madonna's label, yeah. first to sign. And there was no one selling booze for 10,000 kids, so I called my fraternity brothers down. They, cro- <laughs> <laughs> they crossed the border. We're selling, I like, have every cash I have into the booze in Mexico, selling the booze, sending suitcases full of cash back across the border. And that kind of funded um, the next chapter, which was working with Sublime, uh, bringing them uh, you know, to the fraternity house, which we have, a, I have to tell you that story uh, about Bradley and the, and the fraternity house. And then... Um, uh, after college, um, I had family from Sun Valley and from Ketchum area. So, All right. So as Boise was one of the fastest growing places in the United States, I said, I, I got to get up there and, and establish this at the right time. Uh, because everyone was leaving um, Salt Lake and then spending the night in Boise and playing Seattle or Portland. You couldn't make the drive. Right, right. So Boise was popping, but no one was producing the shows. So um, came in here, if you remember the Crazy Horse. Yeah, uh, absolutely. T- took over the lease on that um, that pit, and <laughs> and then started bringing in some of those relationships. You know, Corn uh, has played there. Yeah. Uh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters played there. The Vandals. Incubus, I think, played there Inc- way back in the day. Incubus, we started with when uh, Jonathan had long hair, and, and we'd go to the Crazy Horse, like 30, 40 people show up, and then we'd be at the Neuralux doing headstands and tequila shots. <laughs> I mean. And, and the, to see them, um, just like a lot of the bands we work with, and to go from that to playing sold out arenas for us and, and really to staying with us um, was awesome and, and really helped our career. And, and then we moved on to, which we'll talk about, our first big show here was Rage Against the Machine, which was just a miracle to pull off yeah. in the penitentiary. And and then we uh, started getting bigger, bigger, and um, the company Bravo Entertainment basically uh, was doing at a certain point 450 shows a year in 19 states. It's biggest crazy. independent promoter in, in the U, um, the Northwest. And uh, we opened the um, Ido Center Arena with Eric Clapton, sold out. And then we opened like a month later the Amphitheater with Shania Twain, sold out. Opened up CenturyLink Arena with Julio Iglesias and then two nights with Sarah McLaughlin and then Harry Connick. And it was just a crazy wild ride. Uh, we opened the Big Easy's then, Big yeah. Easy Concert House 2000. here two th- on New Year's Eve with James Brown. I remember, I remember that. <laughs> uh, James Brown coming over, going, "Just get, give me one more fifth of whiskey, one more fifth of whiskey." And then his tour manager look at me like, "No, no, no!" And then I'd be like, "Well, he's got to go on stage, so one more fifth of whiskey." I'm, I'm, okay, all right, all right. And, uh, <laughs> That's he, a great impression, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he got through a show, and he actually left some uh, outfits. Uh, my brother and I both have an outfit from that night that he left in the dressing oh, room, hilarious. full on. I mean, smells like James Brown. It's got his sweat. It's it's going to be valuable for my kids someday (laughs) it's in the collection but um it just was a great uh trip so far we sold the company in knitting factory in 2006 Uh, my brother stuck around for that i went to land development he actually timing it was it was great i I developed laguna point and eagle and we had some other stuff it was great for a while you know 0708 hit yeah yeah, some of that property got cut in half yeah uh which sucked me back into the business um Eagle River Pavilion we opened, which then sucked me back into the business to open the Rev, 
which then sucked me into selling that company. Because when Nation. you announced you announced here on the show that you guys were opening that venue, yeah, yeah, Christine we came in. We had this great piece of land on yeah. the river in Eagle, and we were paying you know the bank for it and so we're like let's start doing concerts and it was easy taught I me mean, kind of re got me excited about the business i was sucked back in and uh my brother ended up going down to austin and opening the, the, the formula one track down there Crazy. and an amphitheater and he ended up uh bringing um uh, the x games to downtown austin so it's just been for both of us it was a good time to split it was a good time to develop ourselves and now um I'm, I'm really happy where I am. We have this very successful the Revolution. I can't believe it's been around for over 10 years now. God, it's and, been that long? Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about expanding into a lot of secondary markets, you know, like a Billings and a Tri-Cities. And it's just a nice size. And yeah. There's a lot of empty grocery store spaces. <laughs> I mean, I, There are. I hate to say that, but that's kind of what we did. We took an empty yeah. box and put a lot of steel into it. And we keep improving it, as you can tell. Just start. It always just keeps sounding better and vibing better. And and um and then now you know to be able to be and to be blessed to do pearl jam in a stadium in montana and then a week later sell out twenty four thousand tickets to imagine dragons and bozeman and then guns and roses like we talked about in a stadium i mean You're busy I, from one end to the other man it, it's yeah yeah no this is uh it but it's a great time you know my kids got to see it they they're learning hard work you just got to keep on the grindstone and and uh if you want to be a promoter put 50 grand in a pile Light on fire, walk away, put fifty thousand in cash, and if you can do that, then you may, maybe you can do it. Because yeah, it's, it's uh, not all it's not all good times. We we I have people you know they want to start out doing stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, you're going down a road that you better be able to just watch it burn. It, it's a it's different a world business. now. Yeah, when when we were independent, you know, we could do like Sublime at a fraternity house and make five grand, or even Rage right and make some money. Yeah. Now those tours are all being bought up, and I hate to say this, by companies like you know like ours like live nation we own 90 plus percent of the tours and so it'd be really tough um my daughter actually just got into the entertainment management school in missoula which is only three in the country of tennessee missoula and ucla because uh, a bunch of the guys started it that like uh, the manager a lot of the guys with tool and everything went to missoula and managers from william morrison and so she wants to follow in, and I'm like, okay, I'm not really really sure about that. Maybe start like CAA after you get out of school yeah, and get yeah. the guaranteed paycheck. But, um, but yeah, it's an exciting business, highs and lows, as you know, late nights. Well, you know, uh, it's a great intro here, and we'll talk in just a few about one of those shows uh, that kick everything off, uh, Rage, the old the old pen. We'll get to that here in just a few. Uh, Creston Thornton, uh, guest host here this morning for the morning after, uh, and we'll come back and talk about that in just a few here on The X. All right, that is Bush, the chemicals between us here in the morning after with uh, Big J and Creston this morning, Creston Thornton of uh, Revolution Concert House and Event Center. And uh, real quick here, we just wanted to talk about one of those concerts that is legendary, an right. urban uh, urban legend, uh, the Rage Against the Machine at the Old State Pen. This is 1996, going back. I think it was 96. I think it was 96 or 97. I, I probably should have looked at the old but ticket stub. Everybody you'll talk to here, uh, especially that are uh, X-Rock fans, they all claim that they were at that <laughs> show, but not possible. No, there was only uh, 3,000 tickets that we crammed into that space. So uh, if they're telling you they were all there, yeah. uh, that wasn't you the case. Show us your stub. <laughs> <laughs> right. But how did that show come together? I mean, now it's legendary. Then Rage was just getting really on fire. Rage was just on fire. I mean, I think, I mean, we paid them nothing. It was like 15 grand or something, and they're making, you know, whatever, plus, plus millions now. But yeah. um, 
I actually had read in the paper that uh, that the penitentiary was looking for somebody in a way to raise funds, and I approached this this fine young lady over there and kind of sold her on doing a concert. And um, God bless her. I think after the concert, she was working in like the downstairs basement of the library <laughs> after it happened. But uh, we uh, we got the contract on doing it. We sold the band on doing it. Um, unbelievably, we had to go in there and, and basically cut down all the workout, like the gym area in the middle, to make a space for it. And 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 we basically went on sale, thirteen dollar tickets, sold out three thousand a matter of matter of minutes. And this was when hard tickets had to be sold. Yeah, so that was amazing. Show day, and the lineup at the TCBY. It was. It was yeah. a TCBY. Uh, I remember that morning. I was so excited because I was driving around and seeing how long the lines are. And I was like, I think we got something going on here. I think we're going to sell this thing out. I mean, we were really naive to it. And, and so we pull it off. The market was so young at the time and, and hadn't had anything like that that 10 people at a time would show up in a car and it would be $3 parking. And never before anyone had charged for parking, right? Oh, wow. So I'd be like, hey, it's 3 bucks," And they'd be like, no, we're going to go park like two miles down the road. And I'm like, it's a quarter each. like, <laughs> yeah. And that was like anti-parking. And, and so we had these empty parking lots, but then 3,000 people walking in the line. As if you remember, maybe oh, you don't. No, I don't. Went on forever. And we had to bring him in through the main gates. And and rages on stage, and so that that afternoon was the craziest thing. Though the um, the, the you know Rage grew up and actually playing some of our parties in Orange County as a metal band. So you knew them. Personally. I, I I didn't know I knew them as Rage. Yeah, I knew them as this metal band. And all of a sudden, the bass player Tim comes up to me, and goes, "Creston, what are you doing here in Idaho?" <laughs> and I looked at him, and I was so naive. I said, "What are you doing here?" And he goes, "Well, I'm in Rage." And I said, "Well, I'm the promoter." <laughs> And so the funny thing in, in high school, he bought my um, my uh, Bronco, and I helped him rebuild the engine and oh, everything. That's crazy. And I'm like, "Do you still have the Bronco?" And he's like, "Actually, my guitar tech still has the red Bronco." And I'm just like, "Okay, this is just funky as can be." And then that day progressed. Everyone got in. We had like, and then the opener ended up being Stanford Prison Experiment, just by chance. Oh wow! And so we had catering inside all the old cells. Well, Stanford Prison Experiment thought it'd be funny to close the, the door. Okay, well they locked themselves in. So now the st- oh, no. <laughs> so now the show can't start. We had to get a, a person out there to weld them out of their cell. <laughs> oh my god! Get Stanford experiments, and now the show's running thirty minutes late. There's three thousand people sweating on each other and just going crazy. We got through it, and then we got Rage on stage, and I think they started with "Killing in the Name of It" and just crushed. And I watched the whole show from standing on the top of the penitentiary wall, just in awe. And, and through all that mess and the concessions and everything, there was just one plant damaged. We had to pay for one like little plant to wow. be replaced. So huge success. We went back after um, Almond Brothers, trying to shoot um, a show, a, a redo there of a whole Almond Brothers uh, thing. Rage wanted to come back and shoot a video there, and it just never happened ah, again. It never lined. <laughs> Old State Pan, I'm telling you. Bring something back because that would be pretty cool. I think there was a show there. They did like a Johnny Cash thing, but the fact that they'd ever let three thousand you know people yeah. in there and it's haunted us. Anyways, if you I don't know if you've ever been in that room where they used to hang the people, but you go in there and you can't breathe. Yeah. It's got some weird juju. Going it's on. definitely some weird vibes <laughs> out there. That's what makes the show so interesting and cool. And uh, congratulations on pulling yeah. that off. Legend status. It's it's still one. I say it's like the coolest thing we ever. Yeah, it might be one of the coolest shows ever. To be honest with you, not here ever. It was so cool that we it. actually had routed an entire tour for Rage in old penitentiaries and, and Fort 
penitentiaries across the country, and we were going to end on Alcatraz. And this was like 97, 98, right oh, after man. that. And we had it pretty teed up, and then the, the stars didn't align. But maybe we'll see someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we got more concert stuff to talk about. We got a, a concert announcement happening at Sharp at 8 o'clock. Uh, that's going to be exciting. Uh, not your typical X-Rock band, let's put it that way, but still very interesting for the Treasure Valley. Yeah, listen, this is a huge artist, and, and we've got a big summer ahead of us in the amphitheater. And, um, you know, Halsey this morning yeah. goes on sale, yeah. which is just a huge band to play in the amphitheater and open it. And, and uh, the password for that at 10 a.m. for the pre-sale yeah. is Rody. 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 So if you like Halsey, which I'm not sure how many of the fans on this station. but I'll, I'll tell you what, <laughs> though. I, I saw Halsey on her first tour for the Badlands tour in Portland. Amazing show. She, she yeah. is. She was fantastic. I love that album. Now, some of the music since then hasn't been that great, but this new album, Power and Love, yeah. obviously Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor um, helping out on it. So it's going to be a very interesting show, but it's going to be, I mean, a lot of people, she's never been here before. So No, no, they've never been here. Um, and then we announced what yesterday, Corn and Evanescence, which is, I'm very excited Tuesday, about yeah. that package. I mean, that's just crazy package, and that's actually uh, on pre-sale now, too. Roadie's the word. They made it really easy on me. If you go in and you want a ticket to Rufus, to Soul, which uh, we just sold 22,000 tickets to the Gorge in five minutes, yeah, yeah. or Halsey, or Corn. The pre-sales at 10 a.m. and it's all roadie. They didn't want. To, they didn't want to make me uh, think too hard this <laughs> early. Don't mess it up with all these. Uh, dip- <laughs> well, we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. Let's get another look at your traffic uh, here. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, Saturday Night Live. That's that's a comedy show, uh, but Netflix is uh, taking Saturday Night Live seriously uh, and debuting a new category inspired by an SNL skit in which uh, Pete Davidson's raps about wanting to see uh, short-ass movies, saying, uh, night after night, there's only one kind of movie I'm always looking for, and that's short-ass movies. A really short movie, like almost an hour 40. Uh, And you know what? Netflix has said, that's a great idea. (laughs) So uh, they went ahead and said uh, in a tweet, good idea, and shared a link to a new category, which has movies that are now no longer than 100 minutes long. Wow, Pete Davidson, right? I mean, he's had a good run. And uh, and I'll tell you what, I don't like going to the movies and there's three hours long now. It's a little bit rough. Well, you know, I mean, it depends on the movie for me. Like, went and saw The Batman. Yeah, I heard that. And that's three hours, probably 310 with, you know, previews and everything. And I'm like, it was worth it. I'm I'm getting what I paid for. I mean, price of movies have gone up. Why not the length of them? Sometimes <laughs> I don't I know. Don't sometimes long sometimes movie. longer is not always but I mean <laughs> You're right. I'm not speaking from a it's, different especially point of view, nowadays where people's attention span is much shorter. I, I think so. that's exactly it. And, and turn your phones off so it's not like ding yeah. ding all the way through it. Yeah, please. But yeah. I heard the good things about Batman. I haven't seen it because of the three hours. I think uh that might be like it's you know, great at home. And, and Nirvana's somewhere um uh, there's a song from Nirvana that's in it that is throughout the whole movie, which is really Oh, that's cool. cool. They remixed yeah. it into it? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, Something in the Way is the name of that Nirvana song. All right. Uh, the Masters Golf Tournament gets underway today, and so does Tiger Woods. All eyes will be on him. His first regular PGA tournament since February 2021, 20, a car crash in which his leg was severely injured. He almost lost his leg. 
which is crazy. He's a 40 to 1 shot to win, according to Vegas Sportsbook. Which Lots was, of people are taking that bet. That was 75 to 1 a day ago. So some people no. have seen him played and said, uh, you know, he's got it. And, and the fact that you can't bet against this guy, he came back after back surgery, won the Masters, which was beautiful. And to see him come back, they're saying that there's so many more eyes. I mean, my mom was just asking yesterday, like, when's Tiger on TV? Yeah, I'll know? watch. I, <laughs> I mean, will. that's why I'll watch the Masters is to see Tiger. And uh, listen, that's his course. I mean, so he's, yeah. he's got a better shot than any. But, yeah, I mean, why not take a 40-to-one shot? Uh, put some money down. And, and as long as he can make the walk, it's not about him playing, you know. He was saying, I can play a great round in a, in a cart. It's about walking the hills yeah. at Augusta. But uh, he said when they asked him yesterday, you think he can win? He said, I can. Yeah, well, I believe him. I love it. He's Tiger Woods. Uh, so there you go. There's your uh, sports update. And then Bob Odenkirk, he, of course, is uh, famous for being in uh, Better Call Saul, along with a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, the, uh, let's see. Uh, the uh, AMC follow- folks are following uh, him. And he, after Better Call Saul, TV line reports that his next series will be uh, Street Man, a dramedy that is fast-track development for the cable network. The show is a midlife crisis tale based on the novel by uh, Richard Russo. So, yeah, I think that's something at least I can um, you know, relate to. Midnight oh, he's Crisis. great. No, and he's, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you know, he had a heart attack. On the uh, set. On the set for Better Call Saul. And thank God, you know, he's okay. Yeah, no, he he went down. He's been great in so many things. But, yeah, um, Midlife Crisis, I think... Uh, yeah, you and I, a lot of us, right? We're, <laughs> we're about I, I, there. I was like, is this a midlife crisis or is this a pandemic? I don't know. but uh, <laughs> It was just a break. Yeah, it's just a break. <laughs> All right, we're going to do X-Rock Double Dare coming up here in just a few. And uh, we'll talk more about concerts. we got a concert announcement in about uh, 45 minutes or so. So you want to stick around for that. Let's get another check here of your traffic. All right, that is Weezer saying it so here, 100.3, the X Rocks, and uh, it is time for X Rock Double Dare, and uh, very excited as we have the X Double Dare on uh, 100.3, the X Rocks. We gotta let the voice guy talk. Uh, As uh, we have our contestant Mitch on the phone, Mitch, how you doing this morning, man? Doing great. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, Our uh, our or categories Canadian celebrities, the only Canadians that matter. And uh, as you know, this works. Uh, Fifty dollars is our first question. So you ready? Yeah. All right. Here it is. Somebody stop me. This mask star born just outside of Toronto. Somebody um, stop me. Yeah. Jim Carrey. That is correct. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Well done. So fifty bucks is yours, Mitch. Uh, you want to double it down and do a hundred? Yeah, let's do it. All right, now the, the questions do get progressively a little more difficult, but here we go. For 100 bucks, this star of Knocked Up and Pineapple Express star was born in Vancouver. That would be Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could do his laugh. I can't. Uh, yep, yeah, you got it right in the bag, man. 100 bucks is yours. Now, did you ask me to bring this? I, don't, I only brought so much cash. Am I paying yeah, this guy? No, you're not paying, Creston. <laughs> okay. Please. You're okay, dude. Uh, two, this is on uh, Lotus Boise. Okay. Uh, $200. Do you want to do it? Do you want to double down and go 200 or, uh, or yeah, keep them? All right. You're doing well so far, Mitch. Uh, this actor, who skyrocketed to fame playing Brandon on Beverly Hills 90210, was born in British Columbia. Brandon. Brandon from Beverly Hills 90210. Would that be... Do you have another clue? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. These just get progressively harder. 
Um, Luke Perry. It is not. Oh, it is not Luke Perry. I'm so sorry, man. It was. Uh, do you know, Creston? Green. No, it was Jason. Right. It was Jason Presley. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. Right, so, never heard of that show. So. Yeah, I know. I don't blame you, but that's the deal. It gets harder. So, Mitch, thanks, man. You'll have another chance with uh, Jason Drew and, the, and with Adam at 5.30 and Jason Drew at 12.30. So that's how Double Dare works. Nice with it. Yeah, you had to go for that one. I know, one. I know, because you were on a roll there, but that's how they work. And so Canadian celebrities, the only Canadians that matter, uh, will uh, be continuing throughout the day. I cannot tell you if uh, Chad Kroger makes the list or not. Oh, they're touring. They always tour. He's going to make the list. Come yeah, on. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We're going to come back and talk more uh, about the concert game here with our friend Creston, who is our special celebrity guest for the morning after Nick and Big J, with Nick being out here for a few days. We'll get back to it. And then we have a concert announcement. That's all coming up next on The X. Sublime smoke two joints here in the morning after with Big J and Creston this morning. And, uh, you know, we were just talking a little bit ago about uh, concerts, about things that you had uh, put together. And you were pretty close with the Sublime camp and, and Bradley in particular going way back to your college days, right? Yeah, no, I had, I had been given that copy of the first album and was blown away, which still stands up today. That album is yeah. start to finish. And um, they had stopped working with their management. They wanted me to work with them as management, promoting their shows. And I was—I knew Bradley had some issues showing up at concerts. So I said, let's do some shows and see if Bradley shows up. <laughs> so one of the shows I booked was in my fraternity house at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. And we had promoted it as, you know, five bucks, come see Sublime. And we put the, the, the chicken wire up. I mean, Blues Brothers or Roadhouse, as you can think about it, it was all done. We thought maybe we'd get 200 people up. We had about like a thousand people come through that night house is about to be torn down we can't find bradley so we're playing music we can't find bradley we're looking everywhere he's got to go on they're going to tear this house down so i look at miguel who owned the record label and had written some of the songs i said we're turning the lights down and you're going on and you're going to sing these songs and i don't think anyone knows this today they paid five bucks not to see the complete sublime uh but he goes on the lights are down he does you know the big songs and the tunes no one knows till now we just let no it go the wiser the wiser the next day we start listening to the answer machine and it's bradley going hey man where are you guys i can't find the venue and i'm at so and so and he was right across the street <laughs> party oh man <laughs> so like days later so so yeah so yeah so he was still there days later and he and then he cleaned up and we actually had him come and play for us at the crazy horse and that was about two or three days before he passed away oh man um just a wonderful human and they were so talented and there's been so many uh bands and incarnations that have come out of that sound uh, I mean, Dirty Heads, you know, slightly yeah, stupid, yeah. all have come Pepper. from this. I mean, Pepper, all, some of the Soja. staples here for that you bring to town in the summer, we were talking about this earlier, uh, that, you know, that's all based in that world of sublime. Yeah, I mean, Dirty Heads coming here and playing for 40 people, and now we're doing, you know, six, seven, eight thousand 8,000 people in the amphitheater. That all came from that original sound and that first album and Lou Dog and just the Long Beach and... And it was such just a, a pleasure to work with them, and, and it's just it was a huge disappointment. Right after he passed, uh, within days he, they were on the cover of Rolling Stone, and it said the next big American band. Man. So tragic loss, yeah. but but great guys, and I still love working with you know everyone else. And the incarnation with Rome uh, is is fantastic. It's just a different animal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, um, and and that's uh, one of those just great stories that we had a chance to talk about here <laughs> yeah, this morning. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get like a thousand. I want five dollar yeah, refunds, yeah, man. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, in, that's gonna be on the podcast now, so it's gonna be all over the internet. I'm gonna get like have to write five dollar checks. 
<laughs> no, they'll some of those po- folk they won't remember they were at that show. They'll just think it was a regular show. You know how time passes and you forget sometimes. This was a long time ago. Yes, things do happen uh, from the early nineties. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, coming up here in just a few, we have a concert announcement. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll get to that right around eight o'clock. So before we get there, we should check in uh, on your traffic here this morning. Your commute. The X concert announcement. Well, kind of. It's an X-Rock concert <laughs> announcement. Uh, we have Kristen in here from uh, the uh, uh, Live Nation Mountain Region and, of course, the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. And you've got a big, huge concert announcement to make for you guys in particular. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, you know, we're, I was on here today, so we might as well make the announcement right yeah. now. But it's been a big week. Earlier, we announced Corn and Evanescence. We announced huge, Halsey. Huge. Uh, Rufus Del Sol. We just sold out 22,000 tickets to the Gorge in five minutes. That's going on sale here Friday. Friday. You're on fire. It's been a good, yeah. Odessa's on sale. So we're going to announce right now, though, Mr. Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band are coming October 12th to the Ford Idaho Center, and it goes on sale next Friday. There's no pre-sales. It's first come, first serve. He's still averaging uh, over 15,000 tickets a night. We've only got 9,600 to sell. There's going to be a huge parrot-headed party, pre-funk. It's just going to be... It's just going to be nuts, and there's going to be a lot of uh, boozing going on. I have a feeling. But. Dude, pair heads are crazy. <laughs> yeah, the pair heads are insane. Yeah, they're they're crazy for their band and and uh, for Jimmy um, in ways they will travel thousands of miles. They don't care. They want to go to Margaritaville. Yeah, every day. it's kind of a dead vibe where the people show up in their vans, and and that's where yeah. we're going to take advantage of uh, the pre-funk and have a band and bars out front. We might even set it up in the amphitheater and then and then have it all go in the arena, and then we have RV spots you can rent and stay overnight uh hit up the ford center for that because those will sell out quick i think we have like 30 or 40 of them and it's just we're really excited this is the first time i've ever personally worked with uh mr jimmy buffett so and the first time out at the ford idaho center the first time ever at the idaho center he played uh, once down at when it was taco bell and blew that out right away so on sale next friday uh, this Friday on sale is Halsey, Corn, Evanescence, Rufus. Next Friday, no pre-sales. Be ready to go at 10 a.m. Credit card in hand, and if you're a parrot head, you know this is a big deal. It's yeah, huge. And, and you know, I always tell people it's it, it, it behooves you to go and uh, to join the mailing list for the Idaho Center. Uh, the Ford Idaho for Center, sure, yeah. and, and to uh, you know to be on their uh, on their list because that makes that expedites a little bit the the buying ticket buying process. Yeah, you'll get a, uh, an email the day before and it'll say click right here, you know, at ten o'clock, or even if you get on at nine fifty, I think there's a waiting list that starts and then you get in line, um, just like what happened with Garth Brooks and some other stuff. Yeah, and it, sometimes it goes smoothly the way it's supposed <laughs> to, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, just technology is technology, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you got to wait in line, there's a hold thing, um, but you don't lose. Your place in line, so don't jump off. But when you've got, let's say, twenty or thirty thousand people trying to buy ninety six hundred tickets, uh, we're doing the best we can with the technology we have. Yeah, um, we're really excited to be Jimmy and the whole Coral Reefer band. Though. It's going to be a, such a great way. It's, it's an amazing concert year. Nobody toured for two years. Everyone's showing up. Everyone's buying tickets. Everyone's coming out, and we really appreciate the fans supporting all the music coming through the Treasure Valley and buying tickets. It's it's been really um, a nice for all the people that work for us. It's been a team effort. Uh, it is. It is super awesome. So I know a lot of people are going to be excited about Jimmy Buffett coming. Uh, one more time, Jimmy Buffett coming in October? Yeah, October 12th. October 12th. Tickets going on sale not this Friday, but next Friday. Uh, and uh, we'll get you some more information on that. And in fact, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more here in important stuff. But let's get some news going. How about this? Won't stand down here on the X.
Big J. So, as it turns out, Ezra Miller is in a bit of trouble. I don't know if you know who that is. Kristen, he is uh, the star of The Flash. And, uh, and I DC, know the show. Yeah. Uh, this is maybe Batman versus Superman and uh, the Justice League, all those. He plays the Flash. He got himself into trouble in Hawaii. Uh, he was taken into c- custody last month after getting into an altercation with a man and a woman in Hawaii uh, bar after he became upset when uh, patrons began singing karaoke. So he isn't, <laughs> he's not happy with that. Uh, after his arrest, Ezra allegedly burst into the couple's bedroom and then threatened them. So even after he was arrested. Oh, I, th- I think he was served or maybe overserved. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, <laughs> he, so he's in a bit of trouble. And according to sources, the executives decided uh, at Warner Brothers to halt any future projects involving Ezra, including the appearances in the DC Extended Universe. So far, the Flash standalone movie is still set to open in June 2023. You so. know, I remember we, people used to get in a fight or an altercation, and then uh, whoever won would buy the other one a beer and we shake hands. It's got a little, a little out of control with the canceling everybody, and and uh, yeah. everyone just needs to take a step and a breather. So yeah, yeah, we're hypersensitive these days. We are, um, and uh, I really want to see that Flash movie because Michael Keaton's making a return as oh, Batman. Dude, that's awesome! I love so, Michael Keaton. Yeah, uh, that uh, I don't want to see that go go sideways. That's always a bad thing. Uh, in sports, we got the Masters kicking off today. Tiger Woods making a return, uh, which is a huge deal because I think uh, seven billion more people watch. When Tiger Woods is playing. Yeah, they were saying it's so much bigger coming. And like you just said earlier, it was 75 to 1 yesterday. Now it's 40 to 1. It's 40 to 1. I think people are seeing him hit and that he's got his swing back. But as you mentioned, how cool is that to see him play with his son just yeah. uh, like, like a month or whatever it was ago and just see him back out there? He makes the sport better. It, he, he does. I mean, he just yeah. brings a lot of energy to it. I mean, I, that's why I started golfing. It's because yeah. of Tiger Woods. My son like, is a diehard. He's a golfer. He plays for Eagle uh, here. He's he's gonna go walk on at ASU. He's really and he, Tiger's. He's now you know he's just drawn yeah. in. Of course he was gonna watch it, but now it's yeah. yeah. Gotta, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably fall asleep on Sunday. Uh, during, that's what I like. Well, that that's your day off if you're up matches, this early yeah. every morning. I commend you again because. Oh my! This is yeah. This yep. is crazy. You've been doing great, though. You've been doing great. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, and then uh, Major League Baseball kicking off uh, today as well. So uh, there you go. We got Pop Culture Smackdown here. We're going to give you a chance to win some tickets to go see Floggy Molly. We love Floggy Molly. We have a great late relationship with those guys. They've come in, done some acoustic stuff for us in the past. And the Interrupters. Yeah, and they're Interrupters. Who? I, what was what was the name of that festival uh, that we had? We had the Brew Fest. Yeah, the Brew Fest. Uh, yeah, it was the Brew Fest, and they they were one of the headliners. Yeah, I love this band. If you haven't dug into this band on. They line. are badass. They are so going to explode, and that's why it's a co-headliner. Floggy Molly said, we're, we're going to co-headline with the Interrupters. Yeah. Yeah, and, they, and so that's a big deal. The Interrupters are awesome, so uh, that show's happening in September. We'll get you a chance to win those tickets coming up here in just a few. We're going to get one more check, uh, well, I guess second-to-last check here of your traffic. All right, a very special pop culture smackdown here this morning, and we have tickets for Floggy Molly, the Interrupters, out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. It's happening September 14th. Yes, and uh, tickets. Thank are, you for making me uh, think this early in the yeah. morning. I see how you're doing the smackdown. Yeah. Get me up at 5 a.m. That's right. <laughs> tickets, uh, tickets are on sale now. By the way, for that show, uh, Ticketmaster.com. And so uh, let's find us a competitor uh, to uh, to go against you here, Creston. You got some questions to answer. Hello, the X. Good morning, Big J. How you hey, doing, sir? Hey, good man. What's your name? It's Kevin. All right, Kevin. Uh, Kevin is uh, is a, he's a huge concert goer. So All right, I love it. All right, you get the first. I love you, Flag and Molly. And you know what? We're going to be doing uh, concert uh, questions, okay, Kevin? So I think you should be all right. Oof. This politically motivated band played an epic show in the late '90s at the Old State Pen. Raging Against the Machine. No, not you. Oh. 
I was going to say Rage Against the Machine. You, well, we just, earlier, you, you would have known that one. That's my fault, but I, he, he knew that answer. Because he was listening. That, that was a slow pitch. You get the next question. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. So for you, this Armenian hard rock band has had their share of toxicity. System of a Down. There you go. They've never played right. here in the Treasure Valley. Not yet, no. No, not yet. Well, if you make that happen, let me know. That would be great. <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, Kevin, this band just announced a huge concert at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater uh, for September 10th. Oh, that'd be Flog and Molly. No, no, no. September 10th. September 10th. Oh, September 10th. Just announced it. Big concert. Oh, it's corn. <laughs> yeah. corn. There you go. Okay. There you go. Sorry about that. Right. I drew, drew there for I'm a little day. loose with the rules here today. Just so you know. <laughs> All right, uh, Kristen. In 2015, this band set out a worldwide tour using drones as props, but they've never played Boise. Well, the drone I know is Odessa has done the drones. Right, and that's why I came up with this question. But oh, it's not Odessa. It's not Odessa. The first band to do it. They played here in 2015? They've never played here. Oh, they've never been? In 2015, they kicked off their tour uh, called Drones. Mm, I don't know. You don't know? Coldplay? It's not Coldplay. They played here before. Yeah. I knew I'd still be on this one. No, Romstein's been here too. Yep. I can't think who hasn't been. Kevin, you win. Do you know the answer, Kevin? I do not. This is interesting. It would be Muse. Uh, Muse. Uh, I so, would not know. I've so never, I've never worked with that band. In but. 2015, uh, they did the drones tour because they had an album called Drones, and they had these hundreds of drones that would come out. And of course, now you have that on, on a, a little bit more regular basis. But the Odessa band that you have the, tickets on sale Friday is doing a huge drone thing too, which is awesome. It's insane. Yeah, they started at Coachella, and it was this big cube in the, in the you know, up above them. So yeah, so yeah. I thought you were headed that way, but yeah. Interesting uh, that Muse started that. Yeah, Muse uh, started that out uh, way, way many. That years was a ago. teachable moment. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, get them to town. Let's get them to town. <laughs> that's a good show. Muse is pretty awesome. So there you go. You did good. You, that, you is that it? Yeah, that's not too painful. That's it. All and right. uh, and Kevin won tickets to Flogging Molly. He's a huge Flogging Molly. Fan, I love so. it. We'll see you at the show. That, Enjoy the interrupters and flogging. Just a great lineup. Yep, that's uh, awesome. We'll talk more concert action here from our special guest Creston here in the morning after with Nick and Big J. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilot sex type thing here on the morning after with uh, Big J and Kristen in here hanging out. It's been g- great so far this morning. Well, but- we're, we're going to hang on, man. Yeah. Trying not to curse for four hours. You, I, you've I, done it. <laughs> well, so far. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we were just kind of talking about the legends, some of the legends that have, have played here in the Treasure Valley. And obviously, with the news the last uh, week about Bruce Willis and having to retire from acting and his uh, aphasia um, situation, which uh, is, is just very disheartening and a bummer. But I immediately thought about uh, the times he's played here at, way back at the Big Easy, yeah, playing shows, and he's doing his blues uh, rock stuff, and some of the crazy stories that I heard <laughs> about about those shows. You know, we were booking uh, Bruce Willis's The Mint up in Haley, yeah. and that's how I got introduced to him. And we would bring up uh, Jeff Healy Band for New Year's Eve, and I think B.B. King one time, and we were booking Big Head Todd. And, um, I mean, he was just such a, a – I've never had a person that could walk in a room and it's just like star power, like Bruce Willis is. And, and he's a genuinely good guy. And he'd come down here when he was supposed to be on rehab or something. And we'd be backstage with George Clinton on, you know, God knows what day and diaper man. And we're taking pictures and drinking silver tequila. And, 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 and then he'd come up and DJ with me, I think, that night. And, and we were playing a song. And, and the next morning I get a call at the office. And, and they're like, Bruce Willis, like line one. I'm like... Okay. And I'm, he's like, hey, Creston. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what was that song you were playing last night? Like, 
because I get high, because I get high. I'm like, because I get high. It's like called by Afro Man. He's like, Afro Man. Thanks, man. I'm going to put that in rotation. Like, in my little, I'm like, okay, good. Have a good day, Bruno. <laughs> and, and so the fact that he, um, you know, we've been hearing for a couple of years, he's had a little cognitive decline in, in, this, in the valley. Yeah. But God bless him. He, he gives so much and he's trying the airport. And I think that, uh, I think that with support he has, he'll get, through this i don't know if he's going to act again yeah but he's just had a lot of um you know he supported and played our club and sold it out same night weezer we were just talking about yeah. was in town and then he came over and partied with weezer and we've had val kilmer i mean there's just a lot of legends that have actually stayed here for a long time val was at the top of the grove and came down to the vip room on new year's eve and uh my mom was there and she goes you know i'll be your huckleberry she was like <laughs> hitting on val kilmer and, and and then uh, we end up back at the at his hotel room watching Red Dawn with him on it, and so it's just been a great time. Uh, there's a lot of just people that come through town. We don't even know. Like we just yeah. talked about, Kevin Costner has a place, and um, we've just been really blessed uh, being in the concert business. There's something about live music that gets people really excited, and 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 like Bruce would you know call, and the the people that have the most money want the best tickets for free. So we have to put the line down. Right. We're like we'll get you the good tickets, but. You got it. You got it. You know the credit card works, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> we know you're good for it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, fact or fiction on this Bruce Willis story uh, at the at the Big Easy way back was that uh, that show sold out and was crazy, and you know the up, upstairs bar was was banging, and I uh, was getting to closing time, and you were like, "We got to close down. We can't sell any more alcohol." And with the rumor that I we had heard was that he decided to buy out the rest of the bar so that you could keep having a good time and partying. True or false? I'm sure he bought out the bar, but I'm not going to admit that it went past hours. Oh, okay. I, yeah. So maybe became the statue a, limitations. Yeah. Is oh, it that. is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think he bought out the VIP room, and we kept going um, pretty late. That's happened before with a few people in the past. Back at the Big Easy, um, Larry the Cable Guy came up. He hadn't been drinking for a while, and he started drinking tequila, and he. He basically said, pay me you know, while I'm up here. I'm going to buy at the bar. So I think we put like $20,000 in cash in his hand, and he passed out with oh, the 20000 So So we just put a security guy next to him while he slept it off for like an hour. And, then he, sure he, and I took a picture with his money in his hand so he would remember it. Oh, that's fantastic. But no, I mean, it was blessed to have the Big Easy. We're excited for the Rev now. And to grow up with Bruce and booking his stuff in Sun Valley and being involved with uh, his magnetism in that group was really fun. And it was cool. Wow. Very, very cool story. And uh, let's see. We, we've got a bunch of stuff that's on sale tomorrow. So uh, let's talk about that. We've got Corn Evanescence goes on sale. Now, the pre-sale has been going a little bit. So, yeah. So the word, like we talked about earlier, is roadie, roadie. today because they made it uh, easy on me. How do you spell that? R-O-A-D-I-E. Okay. And that is the code word for Corn pre-sale right now. Evanescence and Corn. Uh, that is the pre-sale at 10 a.m. this morning for Halsey. Yeah. That is the pre-sale for Rufus DeSole at 10 a.m. this morning. And then um, Odessa's already on sale. And then Jimmy Buffett will go on sale with no pre-sales. That's next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. That's yeah. awesome. And, you know, we're just having this discussion because uh, it seems to me, and, and I thought that at the beginning it was just kind of a trend, but it's definitely gone past that. And we're talking the EDM uh, right. vibe that's going on because some of the biggest shows that you have at the Rev and, and just in general now going out to the amphitheater are these EDM electronic artists. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy back in the day with the Big Easy. You know, we'd have dance nights Wednesdays and Fridays and people were bouncing off the walls and having a great time. And then dance kind of went away. You can't really have a dance club that was packed. And then there was always techno, but it was kind of underground, and then it became not cool. 
EDM has exploded with the production they have. These production values now it's gone live. Like you and I talked about, Rufus has got the the drums and the guitar and then the keyboard. So does Odessa, and they're carrying 10, 12, 15 trucks. Of, it's it becomes this event, and my kids like listen to they like Foo Fighters, they like Black Veil Brides, and they love you know Odessa or they they like Bass Nectar or some of these like bands like Slander. And we've had the, the blessed to have Tiesto sell out the club yeah. and some of the biggest names and Dylan Francis. And and it's something that um, I don't know if it's because of Rev Open and all of a sudden there was an avenue and it's just grown. But it's unbelievable when you have something like Flux Pavilion and 2,200 people bouncing at the Rev. And we're so excited to look at this summer to have eight to 10,000 people for like Odessa and Rufus out in the amphitheater with the, that production. Yeah level and um and then it's in september so you're gonna have so much more darkness you know if we had in july it's a different story right but you're gonna have the entire two and a half three hours and laser lights everywhere oh it's yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry neighbors in advance but it's yeah. only like you know 18 Listen, days a, a summer you should be used to it by now if your neighbor's out there so uh that's all the things that are happening out there very very crazy so uh we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more here but we've got the folks from zoo boise coming in, in just a little bit we'll do some bad impressions uh coming up here give you another chance at some flogging molly interrupter tickets uh as well with that deal so uh so far so good you've done great I'm hanging in there. Thanks. <laughs> We're going to get one last check here of your traffic uh, X workforce style. It's Dorothy with rest in peace here on the morning after with uh, Big J and Creston. And we have another special guest here in studio with us uh, from Zoo Boise, Jeff Augusta. And uh, we've got something really special finally coming back. It is uh, extravaganza. Tell us all about it, Jeff. Yeah, it's been two full years uh, without it. And what's great about it is, of course, it's happening this weekend, April 9th and 10th. But it's two full days, which we've never done two days of Easter extravaganza before, so we're really excited for that. Yeah, so we get a chance to make up for lost time, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're gonna have over 30,000 pieces of candy, so the Easter Bunny um, and and the Easter Bunny's friends will be passing these out at different candy stations. The zoo animals are gonna get what we call uh, Easter enrichment, they're gonna be like paper mache eggs with treats in it, they're just gonna rip apart and tear apart and play with the people get to see activities vendors games and you know of course a zoo and, and i'll be there too so if, if people <laughs> want to come for that uh jeff does do, do parents come up and thank you be like thank you for doing this because you saved me from making a billion uh, easter eggs and that sort of thing and having to figure all that out sometimes you know parents are just appreciative to be out in, in a safe environment where the kids get to interact with animals they get to interact with the you know they they come together and learn about wildlife support wildlife conservation um but you know as long as the kids are happy they're getting candy and they're learning yeah the parents are usually pretty happy yeah it's uh it's, at it's, a low cost too exactly exactly a low cost and it's just a really great event and i'm so happy to see that it's, it's two days gives folks who have maybe had plans with family or whatnot a chance to fit that in when they normally wouldn't be able to yeah exactly yeah we, we got that full two days which we've never done before so either saturday or sunday uh, you know, Sunday's supposed to be a little bit colder, but maybe there'll be a little bit less people. And if the sun's out, it might be, you know, the perfect day to come. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, hours for this uh, happen? 9th and 10th? Yeah. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then our last admission, the gate closes at 4 p.m. to enter. Okay, great. And, uh, of course, you can check out more information at zooboise.org uh, and uh, find the Easter Extravaganza page there. Uh, awesome. 
Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. So you bet, Jeff. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, you be safe out there with all those kids, okay? (laughs) Um, Yeah, please. Think of me. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I will. All right. uh, Thank you, Jeff. And uh, remember, uh, that is happening this weekend out at Zoo Boise. All right. We're going to do Bad Impressions coming up next. A chance for you to win again. Some Vloggy Molly, some Interrupters tickets. And uh, we'll talk with Creston one last time as well here in the morning after. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru is more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. Uh, And uh, Kristen, this is where we, we, we used to be, I would give an impression and it would be bad. Right. And people would have to guess at, at who the celebrity is. Right. So that's what we're going to do here. That's what I did earlier with the the Bruce Willis bad. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to give away some tickets to Floggy Molly and the Interrupters coming up here in October. I'm sorry, uh, September. Hello, the X. What's up? It's Joe. Hey, Joe. How are you, man? Pretty good. Good. You ready to do some bad impressions? Let's do it. All right. I've been doing 720 since I was in short pants. Tony Hawk. There you go, man. That's <laughs> good. One and done. Nice work. Uh, we'll get you set up with those tickets. Hold on. Uh, other clues. Call me Hawkman, and people always say that I look just like Tony Hawk. Because he is Tony Hawk. Yeah. That, okay, let's go with that. He gets that a lot. <laughs> but uh, he tweeted out last night uh, that the HBO release of Until the Wheels Fall Off is uh, about his life, his career, and it's happening tonight on HBO. So it's the essence of skateboarding. It's all about being an outcast, getting bullied, forgetting your own path. Are forging your own path and not giving up the trappings, trappings of success and the price you pay. Just saw him in the new Jackass. Uh, yeah, Jackass movie. he was forever. in there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You had any? Because you know you mentioned about putting on the X Games, uh, your brother and stuff. Have you ever had any encounters with Tony Hawk? Uh, I personally have not. I know my brother has dealt with him because the X Games and producing that in Austin, but uh, big fan. Yeah. I mean, he was a pioneer, and, and especially with all the bands we were doing from Long Beach in that area. Yeah, he is uh, He is a super sweet guy, so uh, you know, check out that tonight and, and, uh, and take a look, because I think he's had to put down the skate deck for a little bit, some of the tricks. He's yes. actually involved. My brother's putting on this uh, Wonderfront Festival that's down in San Diego. Yeah, with, I, you just, you just uh, I posted, were talking about Yeah, that. it was Kings Paul. of Leon and... Uh, uh, Zach Brown Band and Gwen Stefani, and it's a, like a three-day festival. And Very Tony diverse. Hawk's actually a um, an advocate and an investor in it, I believe. Cool. So he's really involved with that, yeah. So he's probably best friends with him. Uh, apparently, yeah. I, I, I get Bruno <laughs> and he gets Hawk, so. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, we're going to wrap things up here and uh, give you one more story from behind the scenes of uh, the, the history of uh, music here in the Treasure Valley. We'll get to that here in just a few on the X. Hi. It's falling in reverse. Zombified here on the X Rocks. The morning after with uh, Big J and Creston, uh, which Good is band. Been great. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, they uh, just, just played the Rev a little while ago, and they were fantastic. Yeah, the, especially the last couple years. But sadness with that band. You know, they lost a guitarist uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah, a lot of sadness uh, so, in the industry, like we were talking about. Yeah. But, you know, this has been a lot of fun, and I was telling you off air uh, that, that you know, that you're involved in, in one of the reasons I decided to even get into radio, and I was telling the story a couple weeks ago, but it's better to have the behind the story of uh, the story about the Up and Smoke tour and the party that happened uh, that's on the Up and Smoke tour video. You can see clips from mm-hmm. the Main Street Bistro uh, where you had a party for the tour. They had a day off in between uh, runs, and uh, you invited some of us geeks from the radio station for some reason and let us hang out and party <laughs> you know i'll tell you what we uh we put that on sale we you guys had petitioned to gum to boise and everyone voted over spokane the show came to boise blew out right away Eleven thousand tickets 
the show was produced and they asked us like the day before hey we have a day off and we want to do the entire uh, tour party in Boise, Idaho and, and so we had to we rented out the uh, bistro we put black plastic over the window that tarping <laughs> is still crazy to me <laughs> right it, well, they didn't want anyone to see what was going on they had catering, which was the list for catering was, you know, it was so in line with what they wanted, uh, the ribs and and they wanted some belly dancers, quote unquote. And I, I don't know if they were belly dancers or what what was sure they were sure. So so but but when you went in there and everyone had to check in, you know, Snoop's people were checking their guns in and through the metal detector. It's the first time I ever got patted down. <laughs> right. So and then Dre's up there spinning records with Eminem and Eminem's rapping and Snoop and everyone. I mean. I mean, there's video of, of my wife, who was not my wife at the time yet, with the, the quote-unquote belly dancer stripping her on the video, like on the Up and Smoke video. We're like, and then we have some just, we, that's where I got to really know Eminem. And then Snoop and I just ended up having really good friendship over the years from that night. And uh, and I, I have, I've flown in when we've done Snoop with my kid, my boys. Yeah, yeah. And I, I took this picture with them, and there was smoke in the air, of course. And uh, he had a sweat a sweater on that said, um, "You know, smoke weed every day." And there's this big thing, and he's holding my young, like eight and six year olds, and I'm squatted <laughs> down. So I was the worst and best father, all yeah. in the same picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Years down the road, you're the best father. He's been a great guy. Snoop, though, solid, solid, and really smart individual, and, and always had our back and, and plays for us. And yeah. I think it's great that you've had that. You built that relationship from that because he's been to town many times, and you know, it's always at the Rev, and, and that's the reason why. Yeah, he's he's great, and we. Yeah, actually get to do him all over montana all the colleges yeah. he loves to play colleges and and uh, we're close to his family and i and i did the slightly stupid snoop dog tour and he did it live with his band and that's the first time that he had done that and it was incredible so i hope he goes back out with the full band yeah well that night was a great story for me <laughs> in my uh, in my life in radio and, i think you uh, said you were praying yeah yeah so i was super christian at the time and just coming out from high school and and you know we had i had been asked to interview eminem and i'm like oh my gosh because a couple weeks ago made the news where he pistol whipped some dude and i'm like that's i have to do that and so there was a lot of stuff happening that night that i was not accustomed to but now i would be yeah i would fit in well i appreciate I that you were more. praying for for my soul yes, i think yes yeah. and uh and then you know uh, also the first time and only time i've ever been solicited by a prostitute mm. Mm, uh, was yeah. at that party? Well, uh, that well, wasn't your fault. Your well, you're no, I don't know if you're welcome or, or angry at me, but uh, no, it yeah. was a weird. I didn't know what was going on because a girl was hitting on me, and I, that never really happened before. The fact that was, some of this stuff happens in Boise, Idaho, and, and it's just you know because well, there's things that could happen in Boise that can't happen in big cities, especially yeah. nowadays with all the social media. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it was just uh, that was a, a pivotal time in my uh, decision to, to pursue uh, being in radio. So uh, thank you and all the great times that we've had at concerts. I usually see you on a golf course at a charity yeah. golf tournament, yeah. but uh, it's been a pleasure having you come in here and hang out, talking about concerts and, and all the stuff you've done uh, for uh, the music scene here in the Treasure Valley is fantastic. Thank you and the station and everybody for always supporting the music. Thanks to the fans for coming out and buying tickets. And uh, we look forward to seeing everyone this summer. It's going to be a big one. Let's all enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we really believe that live music heals. And I just want to thank 
um, my whole team. It's, it takes an entire team to get this done. So thanks to everybody, and, and thanks to you guys. You bet. No problem, man. We'll be your homie So uh, to the end. Okay. <laughs> All right. Creston, thanks. Celebrity guest number one in the bag tomorrow morning is Wendy Rose. She is the owner and CEO of the Beardsmith. So we'll talk all those sort of things with her tomorrow on the way. We've got music, Jason Drew. It's all brought to you by uh, Team Mazda and the Pre-Owned Superstore. Go check out the I Pre-Check button at GoTeamMazda.com. Pleasure, Creston. Thank you so much. Uh, Jason Drew, up next. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.